We are the one, two, three, sore losers. What up, everybody? A very happy Thanksgiving to you guys. I am Lunchbox. I know the most about sports, so I'll give you the sports facts, my sports opinions, and because I'm pretty much a sports genius. But today, Eddie, say hello. Ray, say hello. They aren't here, so we have special guest, my dad. We also call him Toolbox. He's known around the world, so welcome in my dad, everybody. Clap it up. Thank you. Thank you. How are you feeling? It's a great day. Well, how do you feel about being on? The, I mean, you're like a featured guest on the Sore Losers podcast who gets like 300 people to listen every day. I thought you told me I was going to be the star. Well, you are. That's what I'm oh, saying. You're like, okay. you're, you're, the, you're the highlight. It's pretty awesome. So you're not going to hear music. We don't have any of that. We don't. I mean, we need Ray for that. He usually runs the board or sing. Eddie. You can sing. Yes. Okay. Go for it. I'll, I'll, I'll think about it. Okay. So we'd like to start the show off with a little game we call, you know how to do this? It's where we yell, would you rather, okay? We start the game, the show off with a little game we call, would, would you, you rather? rather? And we're going to do Thanksgiving edition. No one's going to listen to this, but on Thanksgiving, would you rather have turkey or would you rather have ham? Oh, man. Um, I got to have ham. Ham's my favorite all-time meat, so. But smoked turkey is great. But if I had to do without one, it'd be uh, turkey. I got to have ham. I'm with you 100%. Turkey is overrated. Smoked turkey is delicious, but a regular turkey in the oven, I'm just like, eh, it's okay. If you're throwing some barbecue sauce on it, no, that's fine. gravy. Gravy's oh, good on it. I don't like gravy because it looks weird. And I've never, I don't really know if I've eaten, eaten gravy, but I love no. me some ham. I love me some ham. And I know ham is more of a Christmas meat. I guess people really have it at Christmas dinner. No, but ham is anytime, anywhere, any place. There you go. That's what I like. I love the <laughs> ham. So there it is. Put it up on the Twitter page, Sore Loser Show. Would you rather have turkey or ham on your Thanksgiving? I mean, this is Thanksgiving, so I can't believe we're doing a podcast. So let's get right now to it. And the most unbeatable college team of all time, Duke, loses after five games. I, after Kentucky, I thought they were unbelievable, but it just shows you if you get a team with some older guys, men versus boys is a different game. And also, I think a big factor last night when they played in the Maui Invitational Championship, Duke played a team with depth. Gonzaga has a lot of depth, and so those Duke guys, you know, they're playing five on five, and then when they go to the bench, it's like, uh uh-oh, and they get tired. They can't play the whole game, and Gonzaga was just bringing guys in. And they weren't intimidated. Gonzaga has size. They have upperclassmen, like you said. And we learned, hey, Dukes, okay, they can be beat. They play a little zone, make them shoot over you, and... Everybody can be beat. But I I was agreeing with them after I watched them do what they did because you hear the hype of Kentucky, but... Kentucky's skinny, and I thought there was a few teams that would probably give Duke a little bit of trouble because they have bigger guys, but I didn't, you know, I didn't know Gonzaga was it. Yeah, and I love Jay Williams, the former Duke guard. I mean, he comes out yesterday before the game, and he says, if you if Duke played Cleveland tonight, they would have a shot at beating Cleveland. Like, No way. Jay Williams, shut up. Like, there is no chance. Like, that's saying, like, Alabama could beat Buffalo. College teams cannot beat pro teams. They are grown men. There is the diff- There is a huge difference of being the top three players coming out of high school and the th- top three players in the NBA. I mean, the cream of the crop 
like even if you're a top three player coming out of high school, it doesn't mean you're going to the NBA. You and they're so much more mature. The NBA is so much different. They would have no shot. And then they go out and lose to Gonzaga. And so I know Jay Williams is a Duke guy, and you want to act like, oh, Duke, I love Duke. But he's just that, – that's ridiculous. Some people just put out things just so you talk about them. Whether it's good, bad, or you think they're idiots or they're great, you just want them to be t- mention your name, and that's what that was. And it was, it was that. I mean, because – you, and then you look at Cleveland last night. It was the big homecoming for LeBron. He goes back to Cleveland. He's a Laker. Boom. And it's the question, are they going to boo? Are they going to cheer? If you're a fan, Mr. My Dad, and you you are a Cleveland fan, and you're in the stadium, what would you have done last night when Le- they announced LeBron James's name? Oh, I'd probably cheer, but I'm not a big vocal either way. But, hey, he gave us a championship. Cleveland's been dying for one forever, so... And it was just a coincidence that like three days before they show up there, LeBron said the reason he left is because of the owner and nobody ever likes the owner. So that sort of got the fans on his side too. So uh, I would have cheered. It would have been fine with me. And I love, and you're right, and and Cleveland, you did an excellent job. From what I saw, it was mostly cheering. There were signs that said, thank you, LeBron, for the championship. And that's how you should have paid respects to LeBron. He brought you the championship. That's exactly what you wanted. And what else? I mean, look, he made a decision. The team wasn't going to be very good, but they played their hearts out last night. I don't know how, after, I mean, watching last night, I'm like, how are they 2-14? and But I think they got really up for that game against LeBron because they wanted to try to prove a point and they'll still just stink the rest of the year. But, yes, LeBron had to bail him out at the end. And once again, that's a problem with LeBron is at the end of games, once again he had a chance to seal the game at the free throw line. Two free throws to put him up four, and he only hits one of two and keeps Cleveland in the game. Why, why, why can they not hit free throws? Well, LeBron's, I don't consider him a great shooter. He's just a scorer. And I, I mean, I have his, I don't think it has anything to do with being nervous. He's been there his whole life. But I just don't think he's, quote, a great shooter. He's just a scorer. Right. He, he's used to getting to the rim. Yeah. But, that, but that's why I, like, we had this discussion last night. Uh, my dad, myself, and my buddy Forrest were over at the house, and we talked for hours, and we got on sports, and we were talking about the best basketball players of all time, and everybody wants to put LeBron ahead of Jordan. My whole thing is, if Jordan is at the free throw line at that point, Jordan doesn't miss those free throws. Oh, I mean, Jordan, he probably he did. did. He probably did he, sometimes. Our memories are clouded. He lost games on when he could have won them, but... Uh, I just think LeBron's puts you in that position to be there, and a lot of players aren't there, so you don't know. And uh, I mean, I think LeBron's the second best player ever. I'm clouded because I grew up, watch, or I was younger. I didn't grow up watching Jordan. What was it, it that jo- what was it that set Jordan apart? Like, it, explain from your eyes that saw some of the older generation. You were around Magic, Bird. You saw Kareem. You saw them all. And for he us, just seemed to have that fire. I mean, he just the look in his eyes, you knew he was a killer. I mean, that's Kobe sort of had it, but I wasn't really, I'm not really a Kobe fan. But Jordan just, and I, I mean, it changed basketball because when Jordan was first coming in, it was just mug the guy who had the ball. 
And once they saw the excitement, Jordan, you know, because they mugged Jordan the first 10 years of his career. And after that, they slowly started changing. You couldn't touch them here, there. And I think they've gone too far because it's just an offensive game. It's a three-point game, which I'm not real thrilled about. They've changed everything. (laughs) Here's the old man talking. (laughs) (laughs) Right. And so I look at Kobe, and he would get hurt all the time in – the modern NBA where you can't touch anybody. And so I, I always would say he would have never lasted. I mean, you can say that, but you have no idea. Yeah, you but don't know. if he got hurt now, like break, all the time, I was like, how would he have handled Rodman and Lambeer when you're driving to the hoop? They put you on your butt. And if there was no blood, there, and now they call the softest technicals and flagrants I have ever seen. You barely touch a guy, and they're like, oh, we got to go to the monitor to see if it's a flagrant foul. Oh, I mean, I, I like some of it because, I mean, it was just it was street fight before, and I like the creativity of the game now, but they have gone a little too far. It's just like in football with the defensive backs. If you breathe on a receiver, it's a pass interference. I mean, it's like seven on seven. But, I mean, I do like the offense, so I, I can't complain, but I, I do think they've gone a little too far. Do you think a defensive team can win in the NFL anymore? Do you like? You got to have some defense, but no. like the Bears, no, like no, the Bears, uh, where no, they rely no, on their defense. No, 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 no. You got to have offense. You've got to have offense. That's just the fact. Right. I, I, I think the NFL. I, I love the. I'm a Bears fan. They're going to be playing Detroit today. You may be watching it already. It may already happen. But that's what I, I, I love how we're the, they're building their defense. But I feel like they rely too much on their defense in the modern NFL, where scoring is a priority and if you're playing the Saints I don't think the Bears defense can shut down the Saints nobody can I I think the Saints score minimum 24 points a game and if the Bears can't get there I mean your defense is good but you got to outscore the Saints they're going to score 24 28 a game even with your great the Rams you're going to have to outscore those teams I mean and they throw some sort of defense up there but it's that's not what they're known for they're known for their offense and that's what the NFL has become that's what the NFL has to copy fantasy. I mean, nobody has fantasy defense. You know, well, uh, I mean, I don't play fantasy. I know they have a fantasy defense, but that's not what they're counting on. Right. That's not what you're. You're not drafting a defense yes. high because you're excited about a defense. You're right. you're drafting Antonio Brown. You know Todd Gurley because they're going to throw the stats up, and it's so exciting. And that's where the modern fan of sports. They, 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 they have a hard time saying who's a good player and who's not a good player because they see fantasy numbers exactly. and they think, oh, that, te- that guy's amazing, he's so good. And then you watch the real games and it's like they're just getting junk. They don't look good. They're just getting junk yards and touchdowns and it makes it look good because their fantasy numbers are good. That in SportsCenter. SportsCenter, yeah. <laughs> but I will admit I'm a... That's where I get a lot of my information. Is Sports Center? Yes. But you read more now. You, yeah, well, yeah, I like to read the paper. You still get the paper. Old, old time. Okay. <laughs> do you read it every single day? Yes. Because that is. Pretty how, much. What do you. Is the paper up to date, though? I feel like it would no, be. No, no. I, I don't like it nearly as much anymore. I get the Statesman, and they switched the printing over to San Antonio, so they printed up. Early in the night, so you really? don't get those days scores. You get the night before scores. That that it's that old. Yes. Oh, that's bad. That's bad. I don't know the last time I've picked up a newspaper to read. 
articles. And but I do because I, I go on the websites and I go online and I hate you know websites. Oh, subscribe for yeah. however much. I'm like, oh, it's so annoying, but no. it's going that way. Yes. Are you have you considered giving up the newspaper? Uh, yeah, because. I've sort of retired. See, but my how I started my day out is I'd get in my truck, I'd head to the job, I'd stop, I'd get me a roll, and I'd read the pay the sports page. Now, not so much, but I still read it and I still get it. But, but I will tell you one thing: I am shocked when they told me Sports Illustrated was coming out biweekly. I thought, oh, great. It's going to be so late. The information yeah. is going to be so late. I'm with you. Keep going. Now that I get it every two weeks, I think it's great because they go to – they have different – they aren't covering the topic of the week like the – you know, they do, but they also have other articles and go into a lot bigger depth about different things. They did one on – Chili, not Chili, uh, Davis of uh, the Orioles. Chris Davis. Chris the Davis, first, Davis, first yeah. baseman um, who signed a big old, like, hundred and something million dollar contract. They did one on some company that's paying minor league players. They got sued by one. I didn't know anything about it, but where they give a minor leaguer a lump sum payment of some two hundred, three hundred thousand dollars $300,000, betting that they're going to make it big in the pros – and for like a 10% or whatever they work out. It's like out. an investment fund. Yes, yes, where the player will get money up front, and, but they give up if they hit it big, they're going to give up 10% of their salary later on. Which, I mean, uh, things I never knew about, even though I'm not saying I'm that smart, but it, it's I like it. I really do like the bi-weekly. It goes in. It, it's more in-depth. By the way, I'll take a free subscription. Yeah, uh, Sports <laughs> Illustrated, if you're listening, if you want to send him, I, uh, just hit us up on Sore Loser Show on Twitter, and I can get you his address because, I mean, we just gave you some free plug to our 300 listeners. But I really do like it. No, it's great. I, I'm with you. When they first said, oh, we're only going to do it every other week, I was like, how are we going to – I mean, the Super Bowl happens and we're not going to get it for two weeks after that? Like, that's so lame. Or leading up to the Super Bowl, we may miss the week leading up to the Super Bowl. Yeah. But now they do more in-depth pieces and you learn more about these players. And the Chris Davis one, if you guys have not read it, my, I, it is – you think players don't care that they're having a bad year. Eddie. Eddie. <laughs> they go home and they live with this. So when you're saying they suck and you're yelling at them from the stands like, you bum, get out of here, they take it to heart. And this Chris Davis article was just, I mean, for me, it was gut-wrenching because I was like, this poor dude eats it and he just goes home and that's all he can think about. And his poor family because he's just depressed. And I understand he's making I can't a- believe he put it out there to everybody, but more power to him. He owned it. In the, in the Orioles, he was on pace to have the worst season by any hitter of all time in Major League Baseball. And they offered to sit him down so he would not have enough at-bats to qualify for all the categories. And he said, listen, I'm going to go out there, I'm going to play baseball, and if I suck, then I suck and I'm going to wear it. And he, he, that's what I loved. I, I thought that was pretty cool that he didn't run from it. Because a lot of guys, their egos would get in the way and be like, no, yeah, I'll sit down. I don't want to be the worst baseball player to ever play the game. Every time they mention my name, that's what they bring up. Yep, it'd be tough. But, I mean, $30 million or whatever a year, I could probably live with it. 
even yeah, though I, you get your feelings hurt. You we have to do. get your feelings yes. hurt. Everybody, listen, no matter who you are, you can be the richest professional athlete. Look at Kevin Durant. He gets his feelings hurt all the time. Now, that is one thing social media has brought out is you get to see how sensitive these guys are. Back in the day, you had no idea that these athletes got their feelings hurt so much and they were so petty. Like Durant having Well, but fake I'm accounts. not sure they got hurt as much back then. I mean, a guy yelling in the stands, but when people are on your social media just ripping you all the time and and plus giving you praise they've had praise their whole life so when someone finally criticizes them a teammate or whatever it probably does some are a little more sensitive i mean i don't know i think the durant thing and green is silly but no that's I'm, what but I i'm talking about durant he had fake twitter accounts yeah to go on there and defend kevin durant to people that were hating on him well that's just stupid that, that that's sensitivity, <laughs> yes, right? I mean, yeah, that, that's sensitive. I, I I don't understand that. I mean, if you're in that, I would just think you'd get used to it, or you just get off social media. Yeah, that's what I, I mean. I wouldn't read it if, if, it, would, if it hurt my feelings. Right. If it's going to ruin your day, it's going to put you in a bad mood. Just get off of it. Yeah. Just don't just, read it. It, it, it. That's the or. And then it's not happening. <laughs> <laughs> it's not the real world. I mean, and everybody can get on the keyboard and type these mean comments because I'm guilty of it. I get on there and I rip. Oh my God, you're terrible. Or fire Jason Garrett. Or fire. I rip him all the time. Yeah, my dad gets on there and has fake accounts and he tells me how terrible Lunchbox is and how terrible the Sore Losers podcast is, even though we're doing. It I the- say Eddie's great though. <laughs> Yeah, I wonder if that's my question. You think Eddie and Ray will listen back to this one? Yes. I hope they do because I hope they know that, hey, you know, it's Thanksgiving and we wanted to, my brother, he was supposed to come do this, but then he's a no show. He was a no show. Well, he doesn't know anything about sports either. Exactly. So let's talk about the games today. So you have the Bears traveling to the Lions. Thanksgiving. Lions always get the home game on Thanksgiving. Do you like having the Lions and Cowboys always on Thanksgiving? Yeah. Tradition. Okay. I mean, why would you? Because I think it takes us a, 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 a sp- special knowledge on how to play the Thursday afternoon game, and and I mean, we've always watched it. Whatever. Some years are good. Some years are bad. I mean, I don't know how you'd make a choice of who you'd put on there. Yes, and I'm. The fans are used to it in those cities. I mean, I don't know if, you know, if you went to Jacksonville, would they want to give up their Thanksgiving dinner for a football game? I don't think Jacksonville goes to the games anyway. There's well, not very many people uh, in the seats. That's I, why I picked Jacksonville. <laughs> <laughs> that's why you picked Jacksonville this week? No, no, no. That's why I picked them as the game. Oh. Because I figure New England or Pittsburgh, they're going yeah, to show, show up. Whatever. That's a great point. That's a great point. And so, yes, I'm. Uh, the Bears are going to be without Trubisky, which <laughs> worries me a little bit, but I feel like Chase Daniels, he was in what Kansas City. To him? What? I missed that. Yeah, Trubisky hurt his throwing shoulder. Oh, okay. So he's out. So Chase Daniels. Wait a minute. I want to change my pick, Keith. (laughs) (laughs) We're in a pick'em league, and Keith runs the board where we have to pick every game against the spread. And my dad took the Cowboys. Uh, Or no, he took the Bears. And so Trubisky's out with a bruised shoulder. He hurt it in the fourth quarter against the Vikings. Chase Daniels was in Minnesota, or not in Minnesota, Kansas City as the backup quarterback. So he knows the system. He's athletic like Trubisky, can run around a little bit. But what's amazing is, in his career, he has made $26 million, and he's thrown one TD. Really? (laughs) One TD. Oof. 
Good job. I mean, he is the most highly, but they say he's one of the better backup quarterbacks in the NFL, but I guess because he's never played. So how do you really know? He's good at kissing ass. I mean, he knows somebody. He knows somebody because he got paid in New Orleans. He got paid in Kansas City. Now he's getting paid in Chicago. And damn, that's a lot. That's a lot. And I, I haven't. My whole thing is the Thursday. The home team is the team you pick, no matter what. That's what I've been doing. And of course, I didn't do that this week. I took the Bears because the Bears have something to play for. The Lions have nothing to play for. They are out. Their season's over. They're not going to the playoffs. The Bears just coming off that emotional win against the Vikings. They can. I feel like that emotion can keep them going today. Whoo! Come on, Bears. I picked all the favorites. I don't like to do that, but I. And, and what, what do you think about the Cowboys? The Cowboys have their chance against. Well, the if they don't do it, they're idiots because they should win the division now. There's Philadelphia's done. I think New York's been done and. Now the Washington without uh, Smith, even though I don't think he's great, but he's better than they're done. So, right, that's what I I feel like the emotional for Washington, the emotional letdown of being in the lead of your division and to see your starting quarterback, even though he he hadn't been playing. I mean, your by the way, did you you realize there were two gruesome injuries this week? Oh, you're talking about Alex Smith. Yes. And you're talking about last night in basketball. Yes. Check Diallo of the Thunder. Ugly. Oh, my gosh. If you have not seen it and you don't want to see something gruesome, don't Google it. But it is – he goes up for a rebound and comes back and his – I don't know if it was it's, right leg or left leg was bent backwards underneath ugly. him. And it was – he had to go off on a stretcher. He was crawling around on the court. It was awful, awful to see. No, what's eerie – is the Alex yeah, Smith injury that, was 33 years today to the day of Theismann. The final score was the same. Oh, I didn't. Oh, that's. And I think it was happened at the like the same yard line I, I read or something like that. Like that is so eerie. And you hope Alex Smith. I mean, with technology and the advancement of medical help. Yeah, but he's older. So he's that, older. That's, that's the only problem. I hope for his I sake mean, he gets to come back. Pretty much Theismann. He didn't really come no, back. No, he never came back. Yeah. Well, but I think medical procedures yeah. weren't as good back then. Sort of like ACLs used to be. Does he you, do the Tom Brady thing? The, the Guerrero, <laughs> the whatever the heck he yeah. does, his old trainer. Yeah. But Tom Brady looks old lately. He, he's, yeah. been, he's been yeah. having a rough yeah. month. Well, hey, it happens. He's 41. I mean, I've defied time, but most people can't. And how old are you? Or no 63. Comment. Oh, 63 years young. So, yes, so yes, I, this is it. The Cowboys, here's the crazy part. I'm going to tell you this right now. I'm in an eliminator. There's three people left in my eliminator. And we're talking big money, big money. We're talking over, I mean, a big payday, like a big payday. More than my first car cost. Let's put it that way. I can win. And well, that three, ain't saying a whole lot. Well, I know, but. Okay, oh, it's, okay, it's big. It, it, yes. It's huge. It's huge. That's for you, Brett. And, and I took. The Cowboys is my eliminator this week. They are my pick to win. There's only three people left, so please, Cowboys. I am not a Cowboys fan, but all you Cowboys fans, when you're watching the game today, just be thinking of me in the back of your mind and be like, we need this for Lunchbox. We need this win. Eddie, I want you to cheer extra hard for your Cowboys today. I need Ezekiel Elliott to eat that cereal and eat that cereal. Turn the sound up. Yes. like Be loud. Cheer for them. Let's scream. And Oh, just please give the ball to Ezekiel Elliott. Let him run. And that defense, please do not let 
pick off Colt McCoy twice. I need two interceptions from the Cowboys' defense, and I feel like they're going to get it, and that is enough to win the game. That's all I care about. I picked them to cover the seven points or seven and a half, whatever it is, but I don't care about that. As long as the Cowboys win, I am going to be there. Your eliminator, the points don't matter. Right. It's just I, a win. Just a win. I am a diehard Cowboys fan today. Let's go, Cowboys. And then we got the Saints and the Falcons in New Orleans, and the Saints are favored by 13 points. The Saints are amazing. I went with them. That's a lot of points, but I said, hell, who's? how can you bet against them? I mean, okay, we, we talk about this a lot. Career-wise, who do you think's had a better career, Aaron Rodgers or Drew Brees? Who would you rather be? Like, who would you put, I mean, we'd like to rank, oh, they're better than this, because everybody tries to compare Aaron Rodgers to I think they're Tom com- Brady. Uh, they're probably comparable. I mean, what, what they both got one, one Super, Super Bowl. Bowl. They both thrown for a bunch of yards. I mean, I like Breeze better. I think he's a better teammate. He's done a lot of Philip Pratt. Whatever, Phil and Yeah, charity work. We'll just call yeah, it charity work. There you Phil, go. Yeah, That's we a don't lot know that easier. big word. <laughs> I, I don't like big words. Uh, but yeah, so I, and I, I mean, everyone talks good about him. Hell, I was listening to some radio show this week where they were saying that uh, Roger's family, the fires in California affected him, and he never called him, and his brother's been calling him out, his dad called him out, and I'm like, ooh. I know Aaron Rodgers said he was going to donate a million dollars. See, I'm a good dad. My son put me on the radio for a day. Yes, I did. That's right. (laughs) But what's crazy is, yeah, because Aaron Rodgers is like – Estranged from his family, I believe. I believe he donated a million dollars to the fund, but he didn't talk to his family to see if they were all right. That's oh. just—it's just bizarre to me. I mean, I'm gonna—I'm looking this up right now. Keep talking about. I that. mean, I just—they were talking about it on the radio, and you know, I know radios always tell the truth. Everybody always tells the truth, but oh, I, I found that pretty Here we go. bizarre. Family feud continues. Aaron Rodgers' brother Jordan attacks Packers QB on Twitter. Yeah, it was his own brother. Wow. Of course, we're going to attack Joe later on today because he didn't show up here. Yeah, that's my brother. So a few hours after Aaron's tweet saying that, oh, we need to help and get money for the wildfires, his brother went on Twitter and said, please don't spread awareness. and Please donate, spread awareness, and send love. But when you... Your own mom is home is alone during the fires, car packed, ready to evacuate, and you miss the fundamental first stop of compassion, calling your parents to make sure they are safe. Everything else just feels like an act. Yeah. Oh my gosh! I told that you that is so cra- and, and that's what's that is so weird. Like even if you hate, like you're not on speaking terms with your parents, you think you would at least send a text and say, "Hey, is everything okay?" And you can end it at that. That's it. Yeah, you don't have to follow through, but you could at least pretend you like him. Because I feel like Aaron Rodgers' teammates, they all look like they hate him. Well, they, that's well, and that's what they were saying, that everyone they talk to after they leave the Packers, that they say Rodgers is a jerk. Now, I don't know. You know, we all have jerky moments, but when that many people say it, I tend to believe it. That is so... I mean that is unbelievable that he, and that his own brother called him out on Twitter like that family rift like how does that happen so bad that you don't talk to him? Of course you don't know. Maybe they 
asking for money all the time, and he just said, you know, screw it, I'm not talking to you, but I don't know, I, you know, so we all, we don't know all the specifics, but it doesn't look good. I mean, if his teammates all talked highly of him, I might blame the family, maybe, you know, we all, we all have weird relatives. I won't name names. Yes, we have weird, everybody does, but that is... Wow. Wow. But yes, so back to the Saints. I would take Drew Brees too. I think he's a nicer guy. He he seems like a better teammate. And I think he just looks I feel like he's just I, I don't Plus know. he's from Austin. That's a great point also. So yes. And the, the the Falcons, once again, another team today. They have nothing to play for. They just lost to the Browns and they lost to the Cowboys when they thought they were getting their season rolling and they were gonna make a run to the playoffs. Instead, it is season over. They are just playing out the string. And on Thanksgiving, all they care about is getting back home to have some turkey. Of course, I don't even know if it really matters if you get to the playoffs because it's the Rams, Saints, uh, Chiefs, Chiefs, and Pittsburgh. I mean, you don't think the Patriots? I don't think so. I don't think they can score with them. I, I think Brady's hit the. Hit the wall. Hit the wall. I, I, I'm worried about the Patriots also. I'm so I, – I think Gronk not being healthy. Yes. Gronk has been just – I think this is his last year also. I well, think, when they he says when Brady goes, he goes. But I, I just – I mean, I guess we always count them out, but I, I just don't see it. I don't think they can score with those teams. Yes. Um. And I want to talk a little bit about Adrian Peterson, who's former Saint, former Viking, now a Redskin, going to play today. He got in trouble a few years ago for spanking his son with a belt excessively. And he came out in an interview this week and said, yes, I still hit my son with a belt. Like, why? Okay, if you do it. Isn't his kid 21? No. Well, I mean, just he, teasing. Oh, I was like, wait a minute. Is he really? I was no, like, I'm teasing. I said... I understand if you still do it, that's your... Uh, how do you understand that? No, no, I'm saying, why would you come out in the interview and admit that? After you've been charged, you were suspended for an entire year? because He was charged, indicted by a grand jury on a felony charge for reckless or negligent injury to a child. And you come out and say you still hit your child with a belt. You just... you Do you not learn, Adrian Peterson... Like, is, are you just not that smart of a guy? Well, what is it? Like, I don't understand hitting your kid with a belt. I don't get it at all. I mean, what what does hitting a four-year-old with a belt do? I will put it this way. When I was growing up, my dad did use a belt, okay? And when I got married, talking to my wife, we're going to have kids. You know, I thought that's how it was done. And she goes, no, we don't use a belt. And I... Now that I'm this age, I can look back and I understand why you don't use things. Because looking back, some days it might be a belt offense, and the next day it's not. I think you you have a bad day. Okay, I'm going to whip that guy with a belt. And if you, I mean, I, I just think it's silly. There's easier ways or better ways to get your point across. I'm not saying my kids are the greatest, but they turned out pretty decent people, and we never used a belt. 
I could probably count on my hands, ten fingers, how many times they even got a quote spanking. Yeah, <laughs> there's just now. I think it's a lazy way to parent, and I think it's because you're in a bad mood. You have a bad day, so you take it out yeah, on your kid. Yeah, said, I mean, we all were. You know, there was times you'd yell at them even. And it was just you having a bad day, whereas if you tended to like to use the belt, you probably would have used the belt, and you were just having a bad day. They really didn't do anything that bad. Yeah, he said, the other day I had to discipline my son and spake him the other day with a belt. He said, there's, a different, there's different ways I discipline my kids. I didn't let that incident change me. That mm-hmm. is a terrible... Yeah. What you should say is... Hopefully you would realize, okay, that should change me. That should change me. Like I messed up, I should, I should change. Instead, you say it didn't change me, and it just, it looks so bad for you, Adrian Peterson. Like I, I, I don't know how. Just I think you're lazy. Yes, it's just bad. And he said, my kids still love me. He goes, there's different situations where a child needs to be disciplined as far as timeout, taking their toys away, making them take. Well, what did he do that deserved a belt? I, I mean, I would like to know what. What are a belt offenses and what is a taking a toy away offense? I and a go take a nap offense. I've never heard of the go take. No, a nap. No, I've never either. I've heard go sit in your room. That's what yes. you guys did with us, and I would get mad and bang my head against the headboard, things like that. I'd get real ticked. Yes, he was a little. The other two didn't mind sitting in the room for five or ten minutes. They'd come out and okay. He was a little crazy. <laughs> Lunchbox was crazy as far as discipline. Yes, very much so. So. Now that it's Thanksgiving, we've talked some sports. Talk about Thanksgiving memories. What, what, what does Thanksgiving bring back in your head as a kid, as an adult? What, what do you remember? Like, how, What are the memories you share? Um, my mom loved to cook. I remember I've got a brother that lives here with a family, and that's where we're going today. First time they've ever had a Thanksgiving, so we we're going there with great trepidation. We're not sure if we're going to eat or not. <laughs> But uh, but we'd always. My parents lived in Kansas, and hilarious. We were we'd pile into a minivan. My family and his family. He had two kids. We had three. So there, do the math. The two men. We would sit up front and drive, and all the wives and kids would be in the back, and they would laugh. We laughed because if one turned, they all had to turn. Let's see. One year we went up. In the back of a pickup, yes, our pickup. We drove a pickup truck. My dad drove, and his uncle, his brother sat in the front seat. Me, my brother, my sister, my aunt, and my mom all were in the bed of the pickup and truck. And his two kids. His uh, And it was freezing cold. Like, well, you, you, you it's Texas. usually not that cold, but we had a blizzard there in Kansas that weekend. And on the way back, because we took out the window in the back, and we put some sort of blow up thing that was supposed to so you could have air and listen talk well it was so damn cold it wouldn't hold air <laughs> so guys just just think about this we drove and we just sat in the bed of a pickup truck that is how awesome they i mean that is how lax the laws were about child safety and seat belts and things like that we sat in the bed of a pickup truck 
the entire time from Austin, Texas to Topeka, Kansas and back. And we were so cold and we would stick our hands up there in the front and my dad and my uncle would be like, what? It's not that cold. And we were like purple when we pulled up to grandma and grandpa's. We weren't male chauvinist pigs. It was awesome. And I I do (laughs) remember. I mean, that's what I remember. Just family. Really, we celebrate Thanksgiving more than Christmas. Yes, I and I remember Thanksgiving. One of the things I remember is we always play football. Um, we always go out, throw the football, play a little family football game. We used to play it in Topeka in the backyard of Grandma and Grandpa's house. And then when they moved to Austin, we would play it in their backyard. I remember my uncle uh, tearing his hamstring uh, trying to dive uh, for a catch, going all out. And I remember we're my great athletes. Great athletes. I mean, we were phenomenal. And my other uncle Wyman or cousin—I don't know what you call him. I guess he's a second cousin. Yeah, he was really good, competitive. We had so much. That's what I remember from Thanksgiving as a kid growing up. And so when we were walking into the studio this morning after I did the turkey trot, my dad goes, "Don't worry." Uncle Ken, he's looking for a pump to pump up that football, and he found one. Game on. And so that's the things I look forward to on Thanksgiving is hanging out with family. The food's great, but I love the games and playing the football. And the one thing there is one Thanksgiving I remember, I had an allergic reaction, and I swelled up, and I had hives all over my body. I was so swollen I couldn't even eat. I laid on my grandparents' couch when they lived here in Austin, and everybody else ate. I could not even put my shoes on. My feet were so swollen. What a terrible Thanksgiving. Uh, I remember when we had our great aunts and great-grandparents there, and we'd play a a little card game. It was called 31. I don't know. You try and get the ace and face card of one suit, whatever. But if you were the lowest hand as you went around the table when someone knocked – You'd have to pay a nickel. And my great aunt, who was probably in her late 80s, would always accuse somebody of cheating. It was hilarious. We'd, uh, and my uncle would, there'd be an empty can sitting on the table, and he'd always reach over and sort of knock it in her lap, even though it was empty, but she'd always jump a mile high. Was, that's what I find. I mean, just being with family and uh, having, having fun. That's it. That's Thanksgiving. And look, I mean, we came up, we did this podcast, hopefully you enjoyed it. I mean, I don't know. We didn't, I didn't do much prep for it because like I said, I was hanging out with family. He knew I could carry the show. I knew you could carry the show. I was hanging out with family and friends yesterday, last night. And I was just like, Hey, do you want to do the podcast? And I thought it'd be cool. Something to share with my dad because it is what I do for a living and it's fun. And he had we did it our whole lives. Just sit around argue about sports anyway right and so you might as well come in here and argue about sports and it's it's just so much fun and so i would just want to say thank you to my dad and yes i hopefully everybody has a wonderful thanksgiving some of you guys went out and did the turkey trot i did the turkey trot by myself it was fun i loved it um have a great day enjoy your thanksgiving hopefully you listen to this i have no if anybody's even going to listen to this no idea but we really do appreciate it and and yeah. Sports Illustrated, I'll call you out again. Yeah, make sure you get them that uh, free subscription. Um, hit us up on the Twitter page, Sore Loser Show on Twitter. Happy Thanksgiving. Gobble, gobble, gobble. We're out of here. Uh, go Bears. Remember, let's go Cowboys. I need a Cowboys victory. And, yeah, anything else you want to say? Happy Thanksgiving. And I've got to hang with River for two days now. And do you want to come back tomorrow with my with your son, your other son? Are you sure he's coming? He said he was. Okay, well, if he's coming, I'll come. All right, we're out of here.